0: It's Midday Magazine for Thursday, September 28th. I'm Hannah Floor. A Petersburg high school student made threats against the Petersburg School District's secondary school on Tuesday afternoon. This is the second threat to the school district by a student in less than two weeks. Superintendent Erica Klute-Painter sent out an email to parents Tuesday evening and said, quote, This incident is completely unrelated to the previous threat investigation, unquote. In an interview with KFSK, Klute Painter said the student won't be at school for the foreseeable future.
1: I guess the reassurance at this point is that the student has not been on campus and will not be on campus.
0: The school district was made aware of the threat by the Petersburg Police Department, who first learned of the incident. Petersburg Police Chief Jim Kerr said that they have already concluded their investigation and they do not believe that there is an immediate threat to the schools. He says that if if that weren't the case, police officers wouldn't have sent their own children to school yesterday morning.
1: Our kids would not be there. That would be the first thing you would see is all of our kids gone from there when we, we sent them all to school today. So I hope that puts people at ease.
0: Kerr says this case wasn't provoked by the threat made against the school district earlier this month.
1: I don't believe this was inspired by the last one or anything like that.
0: Clue Painter stresses that there is no immediate threat of harm at this time. She says that there will be an additional police presence at the school in the coming days as a reassurance to students, staff and families. But she says making sure all students are safe and thriving in the school is a constant. It's always a priority.
1: We don't have the luxury of just focusing on academics in our schools. We, we have to focus on the overall health of, our, of all of our kids. And that can mean physical health, um, that can mean mental health, that can mean all all pieces of that. So, we have to, we have to look at the whole child, we have to look at them within their family setting, we have to look at them within our school setting.
0: Painter says that the district has three previously scheduled training and meeting events geared towards school safety coming up. They include a restorative practices in-service day tomorrow, an annual crisis meeting next week, and lockdown training in early November. Petersburg's Hospital Board will hold its monthly meeting in assembly chambers of the municipal building this evening at 5.30 p.m. The board is scheduled to look over reports from the hospital pharmacy, rehab, and and infection prevention departments. As KFSK Shelby
2: Herbert reports,
0: hospital staff are gearing up for seasonal illnesses.
2: We're entering the season of all the coziest smells. Soft rains on the muskeg, wood smoke, pumpkin spice lattes. Unfortunately, fall isn't the only thing in the air right now. Chief Nursing Officer Jennifer Briner will report for the hospital's Infection Prevention Department tonight. She says they're gearing up for influenza and respiratory illness. In the coming weeks, PMC will work with the Public Health Center to distribute respiratory vaccines. But the new flu shot is already available. The CDC recommends that everybody get their flu shot by the end of October. That's because cases tend to spike in the fall and winter. Breiner's department is also expecting to get new vaccines for COVID-19 and RSV soon. This will be the first time they'll be able to vaccinate for RSV, an illness that's dangerous to infants and the elderly. Over at the hospital's pharmacy department, things are looking a bit more lean. They're struggling to stay completely stocked. Drug room coordinator Elise Kubo reports staff are dealing with shortages of certain medications. But, she says, the department is sufficiently stocked with all the medications they need for routine and emergency treatment. In the rehab department, staff are dealing with an acute shortage of space. Department Manager Caitlin DuRoss reports that staff are forced to work in the main hallways, the community gym, and even the hospital parking lot. She says they'd like to bring in some new equipment to improve patient care, but they can't due to limited room. With the current facility quickly falling out of code, hospital administrators are laying the groundwork for a new building. Tonight, PMC CEO Phil Hofstetter will report on the progress of the replacement hospital project. The comprehensive NEPA environmental study of the site is complete, and the Borough Planning Commission has approved the final replat for the new building. Hofstetter also says he's concerned about rising instances of fentanyl abuse throughout the community. He's organizing a meeting with EMS, the Public Health Center, and local law enforcement to gain a clearer understanding of the problem. After these reports, the board will go into an executive session closed to the public to review hospital staff appointments and legal matters. In Petersburg, I'm Shelby Herbert.
0: And KFSK will broadcast that meeting live and post the recording on our website, kfsk.org. Anyone from the community can join the meeting in person, by phone, or on Zoom. And there's more information on KFSK's community calendar. Petersburg's library board has three open seats in next week's municipal election. Five people are running. The board helps the library communicate with the public and plan for the future. It also acts as a sounding board for policy changes with borough librarian Tara Alcock. KFSK sat down with Mary Ellen Anderson to talk about why she's running for the position. Anderson was the librarian at Petersburg's Racy Stedman Elementary School for nearly two decades And she says that makes her uniquely qualified to serve on the library board.
1: Well, I have always loved libraries. I have an insatiable curiosity. And as a kid, I would spend hours just reading the encyclopedia in our den. We had a great library in the neighborhood, and I went there often. I worked in the library in the high school. And as an adult, I worked at the Seattle Public Downtown Library for a few years before I came up to Alaska. Even then when I was in Alaska, I came first to Craig and I volunteered at the library there and uh, ended up getting my English degree from the UW while living summers in Alaska and working at the Craig Library as a volunteer. Um, I've always been involved in the board here for many years, I've been on the board, I spent three or four different terms before we got the new library built, and that was a big job, doing that. Uh, and so I took a few years off after the library was successfully built, and now I'm back on the board and enjoying it very much. I love contributing to to the community. I think it's important for all of us to pitch in in whatever way we feel qualified. And uh, I feel uniquely qualified for this board because I spent 19 years as the elementary librarian here in town after Kathy Cromlin retired, and it was the best job ever. So anyway, it's I feel uniquely qualified because of all those years. So I don't know about any other board, but this one for sure. Well, you
0: just answered the ne- next question, but um, what experience do you have that makes you a good candidate for library board? Maybe you have a little something you want to add to that. I don't know.
1: Uh, Well... The 19 years working in the school library is the major one. Um, I think my willingness to get involved in the community and help make policy and help shepherd things forward is important. Um, Yeah, my insatiable curiosity. I'm always interested in the newest and latest technology. Uh, When I was working as the elementary librarian, I got my master's in educational technology, and I think that helps with current library world which is heavily technology oriented by necessity uh, i think that's important too what do you think the library currently does well oh man so many things the library has great resources in print and also in video dvd i mean <laughs> no longer videos i guess Um, And then all the online resources that are made available, the technology that's available for people, um, and then also the programming, all the great programming that's done, um, whether it's things the librarian staff come up with themselves or if it's people in the community come forward and say, hey, I'd like to do a workshop in writing or in watercolor or in mushrooms, whatever. All that programming is excellent. And then keeping kids safe and busy and um, full of quality resources is another good thing.
0: What would you like to see changed or improved at the library?
1: Well, that's a good question. I I had a hunch you were going to ask that, and I've been racking my brain. They do so many things well. I know that in the past, people in the public have come to me and asked about maybe having longer hours or open on Sunday We have discussed that many times as the board. We feel that we've adjusted the schedule around enough that we cover most needs. And um, the problem with adding more hours is that adds more staff and that increases the budget. So in order to be fiscally conservative and live within our budgetary means, we uh, have the schedule we have. Um, So I would say we've thought about that one option. As a library board member, I'm always open to any concerns people have, though. If there are things that other people see that need improving, they should just talk to one of us or talk to the librarians themselves. The the workers at the library are all willing and able to help take suggestions. All right. Is there anything else you want to add? Um, Gosh. Well, I just think a library is a, such an important institution in every community. It levels the playing field for people who don't have Internet at home, who don't have access to information. Uh, and I mean by information, I mean accurate, reliable, verifiable information. I think one of the biggest problems in our culture right now is that there's so much disinformation, whether it's uh, randomly found innocently online or whether it's planted there by people who really want to undermine things i think there's just a lot of information that needs to be questioned and verified and libraries are a good place to go to make sure you get accurate quality information and i use gardening as an example there's you know some gardening videos out there i've seen that are just so wacky it's kind of goofy. And then I go online to the University of Alaska Extension Office and they have quality information that's made for our region, that's been tested by science and is accurate. And we need to all be careful and go toward the more quality information in our lives. I think that's what libraries are all about.
0: That was candidate for library board, Mary Ellen Anderson. KFSK is airing conversations with candidates for the Library Board this week. Previously aired conversations can be found at KFSK.org. In Petersburg's municipal election is Tuesday, October 3rd. Early voting is available weekdays from 11 a.m. until 3 p.m. at the municipal building. KFSK has an open airwaves policy. We encourage the public to express personal opinions, ideas, and creative works which will be available on our website, kfsk.org, following the scheduled radio broadcast. The views and opinions expressed are not necessarily those of KFSK. The following commentary was submitted for broadcast by Borough Assembly Member Jeff Mucci.
3: Hello, this is Jeff Mucci, and I'm running for re-election to the Borough Assembly on the October 3rd election. I'd be honored to have you vote for me. When it comes to making decisions, my process is to examine the issues Look into the facts, listen to community members, and make a decision that is in the best interest of the entire community. When preparing for meetings, I spend hours and hours digging into the details, talking to individuals who are experts on the topics, and I try to include a wide range of opinions and voices as I endeavor to make a good decision for the entire community. The responsibility to make good decisions is very important to me, and it requires a lot of effort. You owe it to yourself to know your candidates and to find out why they are running for office. If candidates don't show up at forums or do not make themselves available to the newspaper or the radio station, then that should be enough to show you the true character of the candidates. My priorities moving forward are to continue to look into ways to make housing available and affordable. I will continue to advocate for the borough's maximum local monetary contribution to our school district preparing the community's children for the future is very important to me they are the most important investment that we have i will continue to support the hospital board and their effort to build a new critical access hospital if you're planning on being out of town traveling or fishing please stop in and see sally dreyer downstairs at the municipal building and make sure to vote we're very lucky to have sally helping us with the absentee voting so if you have any questions for me i can be reached at 907 5189007 Thank you very much for listening to me. I'm Jeff Mucci, candidate for Borough Assembly, Go Vikings.
0: The commentary you just heard was submitted for broadcast by Borough Assembly member Jeff Mucci. KFSK encourages the public expression of personal opinions, ideas, and creative works. Views and opinions expressed are not necessarily those of KFSK. For more information, please call our general manager, Tom Abbott at 907-772-3808. And we have a second commentary today. The following commentary was submitted by, for broadcast by candidate for Borough Assembly, Jay stanton Greger.
3: Greetings. My name is Jay stanton Greger, and I'm running for the Petersburg Borough Assembly. As the election draws near, I wanted to give you a couple of things to consider on why you should vote for me. One, if the successful completion of a new hospital, continued good health care in Petersburg is important to you, I think I'm the candidate for you. If fully funding our schools, helping our teachers, admin staff, and our students is important to you, I think I'm the candidate for you. As far as myself as a person, I try to be kind, empathetic, and a decent role model for my children. When you go to the booth to vote on October 3rd, please consider voting for me, Jay Stanton Gregor.
0: That was candidate for Borough Assembly, Jay Stanton Gregor. KFSK encourages the on-air public expression of personal opinions, ideas, and creative works. For information, please call Tom Abbott at 907-772-3808. KFSK will not air commentaries related to an election on Election Day. This year's general election will be held on Tuesday, October 3rd. Thanks for joining me for Midday Magazine. For KFSK, I'm Hannah Floor.